Hello and welcome once again to the Production House podcast. This one is podcast number eight. It should have been lower down the list. Um, this is April the 4th, 2023, and I am with Rutger Healing, dance music photographer. Exactly. Canon Cameras MVP. <laughs> what an honour and a privilege it is to have you with me today, sir. And thank you for giving up your time. My pleasure. Um, Obviously, wanted to do this on Valentine's Day. I know. There's a lot of love between us. <laughs> There's a lot. There is a lot of love. There is a lot of love. Um, but listen, what is your job description? I would say um, I basically uh, take photos at festivals, for festivals mostly, but I do work with artists as well. So uh, I get in there first person, I leave the last, and then in between I take photos of the artists, of the people, the crowd, the feeling, the vibe, small details, and the big fireworks photos, the confetti moments, so Basically, I tell the story of what happened that day. So if you weren't there, you got to be really really bummed out you weren't there. And if you were there, uh, it should give you the feeling of, hey, that's exactly how the day was. And it's nice to look back at it. That's kind of my thing. And then working for artists as well. So sometimes I tour with them, um, like Timmy Trumpet or Hartwell Armin. And I just join them and take photos during the set and before and after. Sometimes it's a private jet, sometimes it's a bus or a taxi and uh, shitty airports, stuff like that. And uh, just make that look very nice and appealing to everybody. We well, kind of nail it, my brother. Um, <laughs> so tell me where and how it all, it all started, because we go way, way, way back. Yeah, we do. Um, Coincid- yeah, coincidentally. Yeah, I think we go like... Very way, way back. Yeah, we sort of sort of crossed, yeah. crossed over because you was asked to photograph for the Red Bull Extreme Sports event for the first time yeah. in London. And yeah. we did the production yeah. on that. But at that same time, I was asked to come to Holland to do Dance Valley 98. Yeah, 98. And, sure. and so we sort of crossed... Yeah. Cross paths. But we cross paths later on, on Dance Valley for yeah. sure. Um, um, how did it all start? This is a hobby that got totally out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a master's in public administration, so uh, I would have been a public servant if it weren't for my love of photography. Uh, basically... Say that again. Public servant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it took a... I'm glad I, I, I... Basically, I was in love with photography. Well, you still are, really. Yeah, yeah, very public. <laughs> no, I, I basically was in love with photography during my studies. I, it's, it was always in my head that there was this fascination with photography from a young age. Uh, my mother was quite artistic. Um, she was very, she draw well, she could photograph very well. So that fascination was there. I picked up a camera and I started taking photos. This was still when I was studying. And then I was on a exchange program in, in Budapest, in Hungary. Uh, how for how old months. was you then? 15, 16? No, no, no. This was way later. So I'm 21-ish. Okay. So I got to Budapest for, uh, for three, four months doing exchange program, studying there. And I brought my first camera with, the, with me there. And I started just taking photos. This is right after the Iron Curtain fell. No, it was way earlier. So it's 93. So yeah, 20, 22. I was there. And and the love for photography was there. It was just no, no. This. What was your first camera? What was that camera? It's a Canon. I always that's okay. Like first camera Salute. was a Canon. Shout the last Canon. one is that still. <laughs> MVP. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so that love grew, and I was started to take photos for the university magazine stuff like that, and just just black and white, uh, printing it myself in my bathroom. You know, hanging the photos. 
They don't. By the way, if you ever see people hanging them on a line in a movie, that's wrong. <laughs> you use the tiles because they dry up perfectly straight. So, but I used to do my own printing, and um, I started doing skateboard photos because I was skateboarding. I started snowboarding photos because I love snowboarding. And then I finished my studies, and I just absolutely hated it. Mm. And then I told myself, you know what? I'm going to give myself one year to see if I can make a living out of photography. And um, my parents absolutely hated that because <laughs> they wanted me to be a public servant and just get a nice man- managerial job and just be famous and, and rich and important and whatever. And I just, just, I said, I just had to do it. I said to myself, if I don't try this, then I'm going to regret it the rest of my life. And if I fail, that's fine with me. Then I've tried it. No regrets. Get on with whatever job I want to do. So uh, a friend of mine had a snowboarding magazine, and I could work for him. But he said, "You also got to work for my music magazine." So this is the Gabber days, you know, the hardcore dance music. And I was not into Gabber music. I was always into electronic music. But you know, whatever. So I got in there in that scene, the music scene, with my white skateboarding, snowboarding clothes, and just starting. Taking photos. And Skinheads. <laughs> yeah, that came no, out a little bit a later. But, back <laughs> but you got to imagine. So this is 95, 96. Gabber Music is the biggest youth movement the Dutch has ever had. I think about... Well, nine, 93 nine, sort of exploded in the... Yeah, Holland, 95, right? 96 it peaked. I think about 600,000 youth in Holland uh, identified as Gabber Music uh, lovers. And I was, so I was thrown in there and apparently had a knack for it. I knew I had a knack for photography, not, but I, I did, did something right. So then I started working for IDNT, and then things like really got out of hand. So after that one year, I obviously you know continued it. I do, did snowboard photos in the winter, um, festivals and gather photos, parties, clubs in the summer and all through the winter as well. Got picked up by IDNT. Um, you know, which was exploding on the scene, sensation, all the big mystery land parties. And uh, I, I built my name. And then 2008, I started working for Q Dance. I got a little bit more artistic. I started working for Bacardi and uh, Marlboro. They did a lot of concerts. And I kind of evolved. And then um, basically 2012, I was picked up by Ultra Music Festival in Miami. And from there on, it just kind of exploded, which was great because in 2012, the music, my music photography just took off. And by the same time, the magazines, the snowboard magazines I used to forward work for, they just kind of declined because of social media and internet. And so it was for me perfect. And now I just kind of exclusively do music photography. Yeah. So that's basically my life story in five minutes. Yeah, that's not too bad. No, right. Not too bad. Yeah, it yeah, flashed like that as well, didn't it? It's flashed like that as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, um, just going to kind of kind of freestyle with you. So, right, sure. so you're literally just back from from Ult- from Ultra. Yeah, um, my tenth time. Yeah, so you've moved with the time. So, where where was the location again? Were they it's, back in? It's always in Miami. It's always downtown Miami. It's been different for one time, and it was a disaster um, logistically and and. Uh, just vibe you know because you're downtown Miami so it's spring break so most people wear are like a small t-shirt most women wear just bikinis and tops and so there's a really cool I mean you know America they're over the top you know they can't do anything normal you go for it or you don't so it's a very crazy vibe there uh, spring break the temperature's great 25 30 degrees it's downtown Miami skyscrapers all around you it's a very small site actually um, but it holds like 55,000 people. It's very smart how to use the site. So I, I just love the atmosphere. And it's 
it's springtime. All the DJs have their new music. They want to play. They want to try the new music. And everybody's super hyped up. Miami Music Week is, week is the same time. So there's a lot of stuff going on. And it centers around that, that downtown area, which is really, really small. And it's just this brewing cauldron of, of vibes and, and, and craziness. I just... I don't know. I just, I just, I always love it. And yeah. this year particularly was really, really good because I think, you know, we're well out of COVID, you know, for a year now, and and everybody's kind of settling back, and everybody's kind of found his new way of working. So there's a lot of just new vibes there. I think, and and I could feel. I it think from generally. I think generally. Yeah, anyway. you're right. But you still feel because Miami is the start of the season. And everybody has their new music. Everybody wants to experiment. Everybody's just their sets are, are are a little bit rough, you know. People, you know, haven't done their sets really. They're still trying to do new stuff, and it can work really, really well. And sometimes it works less for some artists, but it's fun to have that experience. So yeah, it was for me. It was definitely one of the better ultras I've had. To be yeah, you, you mentioned that coming yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. So your first time there. Oh my god! I, I was going to say, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they, you know, obviously you've been. Yeah. You know, you've been an integral part of their imagery yeah, and and yeah, sure. and and their story. To be fair, yeah, yeah. so the improvements that you've seen with Ultra oh, my. Over, over the years must be must be quite standard. Yeah, they they do. They because um, I started working for them in 2012, so I think it was only the second year on that side, or maybe the third. Um, and how well everything works nowadays logistically. And how everybody's kind of used. Because when I started in 2012, you know, dance music was just exploding on the scene in the US. So it was very new. 2013 and 14 was, most people say those were the golden two editions for, for Ultra. I think that's kind of right because it was so new. And, and it felt like this again this year. But it's, um, it's, it's very smart how they use it, the site. And um, in general, the vibe was so good among the crowd and the DJs, everybody had, was just having a good time. And I kind of liked that, you know, there was no drama or anything. Do you capture that as well? Or do you leave it's those private hard. moments? It's kind of, because it's, you feel it. Yeah. You know, when you go to parties a lot of the time, you remember Tomorrowland, for instance, they had, they had these two, three years when every, everybody just went nuts. I think 14, 15, you know, with sure. the crowd, which is the whole valley just exploded with Geta and stuff like that. You can't capture that on photo. You can't do that on video, I think. The photo's really hard. So I don't think my photos are that distinct. But you do feel, you know, and it's kind of nice. And for me as a person, as a photographer, I kind of thrive on what the atmosphere is. So if the atmosphere is not that good, I'm usually not having a good time as well. And if the atmosphere is really good, even though it's not a great party... I really, really have a good time. I, I really need that energy from the crowd. And I think it might be the same for you. You're kind of sensitive to that, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, but I, I, I've, I've got, a, I can get a little bit of a head start on you because I can literally dictate. Sure, yeah, <laughs> you know, sure. I can, I can, I can sort of influence that. Yeah, that, but that, sometimes that you just have a shitty crowd. Sometimes it happens, you know. And uh, it that, that can happen. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah, it can happen. It yeah. can happen. But um, so, did you ever have? Well, I know, I know you've had bits and pieces stolen over the years, but... I've been quite lucky, to be honest. Yeah, you've had one or two pieces, right? Yeah, I think so. Maybe but, I just left them somewhere and didn't pay attention enough. Right. But I've been quite lucky, to be honest. Yeah, okay. But some, some of your colleagues... Yeah, have, yeah definitely. Have, you yeah. know, you, you, didn't you help develop... Yeah. 
That's yeah, we, security, we a couple yeah. years ago was really, really particularly bad. You know, we have these gangs roaming around for phones, but mm. they started to uh, uh, target as photographers. Mm. I remember one edition to Moreland that was really couple, really bad a couple of years ago, and they were really targeting us. So the one person would just there was there us. was actually yeah they they found that squad. There was yeah. a, a particular yeah. squad of people. Yeah, yeah. and there, a lot of lenses were stolen. So I helped because these cameras are kind of made to switch lenses. You know, take them off and on really quickly and easily, and that was to our disadvantage. So we, I, I um, with a friend who worked for uh, for Tiesto, he has a a three D printer. And we developed a ring that made it much, much more difficult to take the lens off by accident or accident. Um, so, yeah, a lot of people started using that. Uh, I made it available for free uh, so everybody could print it. Um, but nowadays, everybody's so aware that I think the issue's gone less. But I think that year on several parties, I I know guys, I think I know seven or eight instances in just the summer, in just in two months' time, uh, people got like expensive equipment stolen. Yeah, it was really, really bad. I think we're more aware, we're more careful, uh, and I think the security on festivals uh, keep a better eye on us. I know especially um, like the big festivals like Tomorrowland and Ultra, um, their security is way more focused on us. They keep much better because they can track you everywhere and they keep an eye on us, fortunately. It's about time you got your own security, son. Yeah, <laughs> it's a big bodyguard. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No yeah. one don't want to take your photo. <laughs> Get them off. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, you know, t- traveling the world, you have you have a sp- obviously designed special kit that you've sort of, uh, I guess, perfected. Yeah, yeah. Over the years, would well, that yeah. be right in saying? So they use a checklist nowadays. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, that's so. What's 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 your number one go to that you you can't? You, you, there's no way you can even leave the house without. Oh, without yeah, obviously, the camera. But the stuff that you forget. Mm. I got about 20 pairs of swimming trunks mm. at home. I've got about 50 electricity adapters for the whole world, all for like five times double. Yeah. Um, but I do have a checklist nowadays. I, the amount of sunglasses I've had to buy yeah. all over the place. Yeah. The amount of... Neck cushions. Yeah. <laughs> and the amount of sweaters that are left in hotel rooms got to be in the dozens. Uh, no, I do use a checklist. Otherwise, I forget. Uh, but battery charges, stuff like that, just, or a cable. Stupid stuff like that you forget. That is really, really bad because you don't have a charger. Uh, yeah, and you don't have colleagues that have that specific charger. Yeah, you're kind of screwed. So, I mean, usually the camera equipment is good, but then you forget the, the memory card, for instance, stuff like that. Mm. So I really, really, really check. It's quite ironic here, forgetting a memory card. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's happened. I've In the earlier cameras, like when I started doing digital, um, you could take photos without having a memory card in there. And since I'm kind of old school, I don't look at my screen that much mm. because I'm used to, you know, slide film and stuff like that. So I just take like photos for like 15 minutes and, and realize. realizing there's no memory card in there. Nowadays, the, the the setting for any camera is you can't take a photo without a memory card in there. Gotcha. But it used to be different because yeah. they got a little bit too many complaints from photographers, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, that happened. That was kind of uh, back in the days when I'm not, was not as good. So what was it? So... Uh, I, I know I for sure. I know for sure you had a few nightmare, nightmarish incidents, but like, can you sort of name one really nightmarish incident where you thought I'm fucked? But then, yeah, it, yeah. It, I left it, my it, camera back in a pizzeria for once. Jesus! And then, because we were so busy, and the thing is, I my head goes all over the place. I, I I'm too sensitive to other 
information. So once I engage with something out of my normal boundaries, I really get fully engaged and forget about everything else. So we were talking and then I've just accidentally forgot my camera back and I realized within five minutes. So we rushed back to the place and fortunately, fortunately, the, one of the people serving noticed that the guys next to us on the table, they were like, oh, excited because they found a camera back mm. and they just wanted to grab it away. And he noticed it and he just stopped these people. So yeah. So nowadays, before I leave... Where was your heart positioned? <laughs> Jesus Christ, it was just... <laughs> Three feet deep. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. yeah. Um, but I know I'm that person. I really get engaged with stuff and I kind of tend to forget everything else. So I really, before I leave anything nowadays, I always look and I still forget stuff. Sweaters, sweaters all over the place. So many plans, so many lost in airplanes. And, uh, yeah, but the camera back. Um, yeah, I got to be careful. I just, there's this, I'm just too distracted. Yeah. I guess that's just who I am. But that kind of helps me when I'm working because I always look at what's, ha what's happening around me. I'm very sensitive. So I'm, you know, when, for instance, if we, we would be talking on site at a festival, I'll be looking over your shoulder like the whole time. It's super annoying. I can't look at you straight. I'm just always looking at other stuff that's happening, which is great, which, but then some points it's not that great. But that kind of is my strength when I'm taking photos. So I'm so hyper aware. I was going to say, you just you have tunnel vision, didn't you? It sucks for my kids, though, because I see everything. Well, I was just going to get to that. I mean, you must be one of the most toured photographers on the planet. Um, you know, how do you, how have you balanced that over the years with the family? It's, it's sometimes rough. Um, actually, the funny how, thing how, how old are you? They're, they're 12 and 13. Yeah. Um, and... Um, uh, 12 and 14, sorry. I just keep lost. <laughs> um, <laughs> can we cut that? <laughs> In case they want. Um, actually, it's, I, find, I thought it'd be easier. It's actually getting a little bit harder nowadays. Um, even though they're like teenagers, um, but they kind of need you more, I guess, in this period of life, even though they're just trying to get away from you. But the, the but, um, the conversations what, become yeah much yeah much more, more adult yeah uh, what I've always done is I haven't worked during the week so I could have done a lot of I used to do a lot of um, corporate work so work for companies you know they have this the opening this presentation of this um, very well paying work but not the stuff that where my heart is at plus I wanted to say the weekends are work week weekends and during the week I'm I'm, I'm home I'm a family man. So obviously when you're traveling abroad, especially the US or with time difference involved, it's a little bit rougher because you you leave on Thursday, come back home on Tuesday. I always do my travel very short. So I'm go in and out and then maybe two, three times a year I'm, I add two extra days just for my hat. Otherwise it's just too hectic. Um, so basically during the week, it's I'm a family man. I cook, I get them to school, I make their their sandwiches, I do the house cleaning, I do the washes, the this, the, the laundry. Um, Are you for hire? <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of works really well. Ladies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, taken. <laughs> um, so that works really well. Because that gives a bit of stability. My wife's very busy as well, but obviously she doesn't work in the weekends. Uh, she's not supposed to work in the weekends, I should say. Um, she's very busy, workaholic. Um, they never stop, to be no, fair, did I do it? Nah, nah, no. So it's kind of, we have a kind of a balance. I find it's a, the first couple years I didn't travel as much, but as soon as they were in school... Uh, I travel a little bit more. And nowadays it's kind of hectic as well, I find. Um, but I'm trying to balance it by just 
skipping the jobs that don't pay really well or just aren't as meaningful for me. Um, we manage. But when I'm home, I'm home. That is kind of my thing. Um, I really try to be there when I'm, there, you know, when they come home from school. Yeah, that is, uh, and it's nice. It's it's good. I have a, I, I see my kids maybe more than most people, most fathers would see who have a nine to five job or are workaholic, and I want to keep it that way. Yeah, good. Did I help you make the cheesecake? They love cheesecake. They love eating it. They that's love how, eating. That, uh, that's how much they help. Yeah. For did, sure. I, but did I did I help in the kitchen? I said, did I help uh, in the kitchen? Yeah, yet? sometimes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I usually, find that it's a little bit quicker if I do it myself. <laughs> it's I know, but they love it, especially Luke, my son. Yeah, he's very interested in cooking, so it's kind of cool. Yeah, shout to Luke. Um, that's good. Keep with it, Luke. Keep with it. Um, the the idea of you then touring, yeah. Um, you know, because you know we're up we're up there in the uh, we're up there near the gods now in the theatre of life. <laughs> Um, have you got kind of like a, a, a not, not 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 so much a goal, you know? But uh, do you have a target that you that you want to kind of set yourself, you know, while you still yeah. while, while while you still can? Yeah, as, especially COVID. I think for everybody, it was kind of a, a good reset moment. Um, I've always been very happy with what I did, um, but COVID, I just took the time off and just wanted to um, spend time with the family not work i had the luxury of not having to work um i had a little bit of funds and uh side income um and, and we had saturday night and we had saturday night yeah oh my god that saved me though yeah i that saved right, all yeah. of us mate <laughs> saved all of us yeah thank you wilco <laughs> yeah we got Love wilco <laughs> <laughs> um but it did make me realize i am very happy at what i do I want to continue doing it. I still get a lot of energy, but I do feel creatively I want to change a little bit. So I kind of want to get out of the summer grinding of you know, 15 hours days of, of doing festival. So I'm trying to see if I can do a little bit work more with the artists and do both, you know, do do some festivals and then work for artists. I want. I love doing like short tours, like a week, 10 days max. And, and, and just because... Touring with an artist has a very special vibe. As a very um, personal, it's personal. Isn't it? Yeah, and it's very. It's like a small family. Yeah, family away from home. So you get very tight. And um, um, plus, creatively, it gives me a lot of new stuff to explore. You know, and uh, I wouldn't say I work on automatic, but I've done so many festivals. I think I've done thirty Tomorrowland weekends in my life. You know, all over the world. So it's very difficult for me Is to. Is that many we've done? Yeah, all the double weekenders. And then Brazil and then the US. Okay. Not bad. I think it's going to be 25, 30 weekends, something like that. Okay. And then the, the winter editions. So for me, it's very difficult for me to stay creative there. So maybe I should just do something else and, and, and then go back and just, just have a little bit more variety. I think it's good for me. It's good for my client. Um, but then on, on like Ultra Sunday, I was like in, in the zone. I was just doing the craziest stuff because then I worked really hard Friday and Saturday, worked really well. And then Sunday was a little bit more relaxed, which usually is the case on, on Ultra. And just, just suddenly in the evening, I just, just snapped, you know, I get in a creative mode and I love that. I love, I, I should get in that mode a little bit more often, I think. Are the images out? Yeah, I think I'm going to upload them soon. Um, I haven't uploaded how does that. that work for, how, how does that work for you? With, 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 it depends with. on the festival. So yeah. like Tomorrowland uh, used to be very strict, so we couldn't use anything they had used uh, up for a year. Nowadays, they're a little bit more relaxed. 
so we can basically upload whatever we want. But you have to shoot, get it delivered to the press. Yeah, yeah. No, I usually deliver to the festival. Uh, with uh, some exception, I can also deliver to press as well. Um, and then I can use my fo- the photos myself and I send out to artists. But that's what I mean. You you would shoot, I don't know, 1,200 shots yeah. at, at, um, at the main stage, yeah. for instance. Yeah. That then has to be delivered yeah. almost immediately, right? Yeah, yeah. the, the tension and the, 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 the time is, is, the clock is ticking always. So we've got to be very quick, especially... For instance, we have an artist that is uh, that has a big live stream uh, importance for the festival. So we've had instances that we I did I photographed David Kedda and the first five minutes, five minutes later was up uh, on, online. Um, so yeah, that, so then I have my laptop in the in the behind the booth or uh, or in the backstage area, so I can do it really really quickly. Um, yeah, sometimes it's the pressure, but usually what we do during a whole day. Uh, we take four or five moments to sit down, go through your photos, and send us a selection of 10, 20 photos to the festival so they have something to post on Instagram or whatever they want to use. Um, and it's also good because you can sit down for a little bit. You can... Um, <laughs> have res- a coffee. <laughs> yeah, and also for your brain because you've seen what you've done. You, you know what you're missing and what you still want to shoot. Mm. And it resets yourself a little bit. And, and that's important for me. So those little breaks are very valuable. First, because you um, you cool down a little bit. And also it makes the workload a little bit more accessible for the days after. Because uh, you've done, you've sorted, uh, you made a little bit of pre-sort of the photos. You've seen the images. You've set them on your computer. So once you're done at the end of the day, maybe the next morning, I can do the rest. You know, so I'm usually very quick. I don't edit much. I'm old school. I like to get my photos right the first time. Um, I yeah, there's one for the kids. There's one for the kids. Yeah, although there's other photographers, colleagues of mine that do the opposite. So they they shoot a little bit less, and they can spend half an hour editing a photo. I usually spend like twenty seconds, maybe thirty tops. Um, it's just a different way of working and it's a different way of using creativity. I, For me personally, my photo is kind of sacred. It is what it is and it doesn't have to be perfect as long as the the, the feeling of that photo, when I want to capture that moment, that should be right. And I don't care if there's a hand out of place, if there's a little bit, uh, something is wrong aesthetically with the photo, as long as it, it, the photo has this... It, it it shows you what it is. And people don't look at that photo that long anyway. But I have colleagues who do the opposite. You know, they're very minute and they might, you know, touch up the small, the, the smallest details. And it's cool having that. You know, I think it's good to have them both. Um, it's just a different way of approaching photography. And well, speaking of which, your your exhibition. Yeah. Of course. That was you had, it was like a stop, start, stop, start, stop, start, oh start. God. Woo! It was a nightmare to get it started because uh, we, uh, we, 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 well, it couldn't, to, could it? T- technically, I think it was open a day and then it was, then, and then everything. No, no, no. We were, we were open for three weeks and uh, it was in downtown Amsterdam. So it was at uh, the Beurs van Berlage. Is it the first oh, one? Oh, you won the first one? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah that yeah, was a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was open for a day and then COVID. That was the... Uh, uh, my God, that was the worst nightmare. So we've basically been open for 11 months and I think six months out of those were closed and the other five months were highly restricted. So that wasn't the biggest success, which was a shame because it was beautiful. Where I mean, were we? Where, where was it? Where it were was we? Maastricht. Maastricht, Museum yeah. Museum Freithof. That's it. And, um, Gorgeous place. Beautiful, yeah, beautiful setting. 
I just wanted to do it there. Ja. Everybody asked me, yeah, why Maastricht? Which you know, it's a little bit out of the way for most, especially the the Randstad. Well, I got a private source, so I was. Yeah, yeah, that's great. <laughs> but you know, any DJ, you know, rather flies to Australia than drive two hours to Maastricht. You know, that's that's kind of the annoying bit. But the museum is so beautiful, and the the the, the owner is just such an amazing person. He has so much energy. So. It was so great, and we had this beautiful opening planned in, in one of the, the biggest churches in Maastricht. It was the first time ever <coughs> they allowed a, a non-religious event there. Hold on, let me just... <coughs> everybody, everybody has a cold lately. Um, so it was a beautiful opening, and then it got more restricted and more restricted. And then we had this crazy restriction, but we kept pushing. And then um, I remember Nicky Romero calling me, because he was going to open it together with uh, some other people. And he called me and said, is this what you still want? But I was like that lobster in the pan, you know? Not going out or the the, 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 the frog. Actually, frogs do jump out of hot water, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, but uh, figuratively, I was, I was that person. And we just, you know, we just went further and further. And then he, just, he asked me that. And I was just like... Mm. Wow, that was like the eye opener. Yeah, no, we wanted, don't want. You wanted everybody there, wasn't it? Yeah, and then yeah. as just and then and I called the director. Said, we shouldn't do this. Mm. This is just not how we want to do it. Mm. We will do something. We do a party at the end, and then uh, so he kind of saved me. So we did a very small private opening with just a couple of friends. We went there, and uh, we kind of because actually the day the next day was it's going to be closed again. So it was the last opportunity. And uh, so, but the whole thing was just gigantic, and nobody went to museums, uh, because, musea, uh, because of the whole COVID thing. So it was, um, um, in, in visits, it was a disaster. In, in the reception of it, it was amazing. I mean, people were like raving about it. So, and of course, you had the book. And the book, yep. You know, the book, the book yep. was amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's an amazing so presentation. So the yeah. cover with, with, with Hardwell. You know, you know, this I is my church. I took a similar photo uh, on Ultra. And then the... Uh, I was going to say, but you, you, you tried that shot. I mean, you must have tried that shot 100,000 times, right? That photo was taken with a compact camera. Right. Like a Canon compact camera. Yeah. I just, I had on loan just to try it. So, but I took a similar photo on, uh, of, of Hartwell, uh, this Ultra, because it was Hartwell on the cover. And then uh, I always have this little uh, whole system where all the artists can access my photos afterwards. And uh, he went through the photos, and then he sent me a text, dude, I just need to have that photo. We're, we're in love with it. My parents are in love with it, and I need us uh, for myself as a screensaver. Just so that was kind of a really, really cool compliment. Um, but we're losing track here. Um, yeah, so, uh, <laughs> so after the whole disaster in Maastricht, it was, you know, it was not a disaster. Um, um, uh, like, uh, artistically, it was not a disaster. Um, but um, yeah, oh, yeah, look. Uh, yeah, commercially it was good. Mate, so. Yeah, Thank yes. you, yeah, good thinking. That was the one. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Hardwell being Jesus, my God, he's back on track though. Um, but uh, again, sidetracked. Um, so we wanted to revenge. <clears throat> so with a couple of friends who all I'm not in there, by the way. And I was very, very, very disturbed about that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> to make decisions. It wasn't just good enough. 230 photos. But anyway, so Maastricht. Yeah, so Maastricht was uh, artistically amazing, um, commercially not a success. So we kind of get to, got together with a couple of friends, all from IDT that I work with, called Team, and we help each other out. And we need a revenge. So we figured we had an idea of doing a digital exhibition using screens. And uh, so we called up Samsung and said, hey, we got this amazing idea. Nobody's done this before on this scale. 
Let's have a setting. We found a nice place. We found the Beurs van Berlage, which is an amazing historic building from the late 1800s. Um, That's the Roking, right? Yeah. yeah. The Dambach. <coughs> Dambach, sorry. Dambach, yeah, 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 that goes into the Roking. Oh, yeah. It's just borderline Roking. Yeah. And um, so we kind of made a little festival in their basement, like with uh, the black curtains, using the trusses and stuff like that. And it was so amazing. But we were still too soon after... Um, the whole uh, corona, because still people don't like to go t- into a museum. Um, it was the most beautiful weather, and it was during the kids' holidays, so everybody, nobody went inside, everybody just stayed outside. And <clears throat> it's very hard explaining what it was, because a digital exhibition, so basically we used screens to put the photos on. And the thing is, they're much more intense. Mm. And then we had this crazy stuff with the music, and you're just going around from festival area to festival area, so it looked fantastic. But I think we were just a little bit too soon with the whole concept. So, uh, yeah, that was, again, artistically, the, the reviews we got were absolutely raving. Um, but, again, commercially, it was very hard to get the people inside. Was that to celebrate 25 or 30 years? 30 years already. 30 years already. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, it goes fast. So, can you remember who your first DJ was? I think it was Akira. DJ Akira. Like a hardcore DJ. That must have been... I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was him. Um... I didn't know what I was doing. I'd never taken a DJ photo, artist photo in my life. Um, I kind of figured it out later on. <laughs> so what, 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 was the, what, was the, what was the first big venue then? You, 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 the, first had, had big, you, the first big show I remember. Had you been raving? Because you were studying, yeah, right? Yeah, I did. You, you um, did university. I never was a big party goer. I never was a nightlife person. I was still studying, yeah. Um, no, I, I kind of finished it. I, I finished my thesis in, uh, in March or April. But you knew what a, part, like a rave was. But it's yeah, yeah, I've been yeah. to a couple of races yeah. before. Um, I thought they, I liked them, but it just the the whole thing going to five a.m. in the morning is not really my kind of stuff. Nowadays, I'm actually more fine with going like really late than I used to be. But you're, you've you've never been into drugs anyway, have you? No, no, no. I've tried but, everything, but I've did you never try? been. Uh, yeah, yeah I, wasn't I, for I, you. Well, I like it, but it's just uh, especially when I'm working. You know, I I don't drink, I don't use anything. Um, I've gone off drinking most, mostly though nowadays. Well, I've never. I think I've I've offered you a beer for fifteen years. I think we've had one together. Yeah, yeah. I don't drink one glass of champagne. Yeah, yeah. Champagne, you will. That's usually works better than beer, though. (laughs) And then only at the end of the night. You'll only have it at the end of the night. Usually, my my uh, my uh, my uh, thing is like uh, last DJ. Except for Armin only, because he plays for seven hours, so it doesn't work. So I don't drink to the last DJ. <laughs> um, where were we? I'm completely lost. Um, we were back in Amsterdam, and you thought you'd, it was, it was, yeah. you'd done it too early. Yeah, I think and I'd yeah. ask, I asked, I'd, ask, I'd ask you, so who was your first party? Yeah, oh, my first big first rave, team? I think yeah. it, is, it was um, a Mayday. I was, like, blown away. Like Where was in Mayday in Dortmund? In Dortmund, okay. Mayday, Mayday. Yeah. You know that song, man. Yeah, it's... Um, Most famous... Um, um, yeah, I know him. Um, we'll get there. Uh, no, we won't. Yeah. Uh, West Bam. Uh, West Bam, yeah, yeah, thank you. West Bam. <laughs> <laughs> I thought my memory completely was... I did not know <laughs> what I was looking at. I was blown away. So this was May 96, so it only been... I started in December, 95, so I've been only doing it for a few months. And then my first big other rave was, I think, Thunderdome. And that's the first time I took, like, big overview photos. I don't think anybody had done that. Mm. So, But this is still Slice Dome, you know? That, that was featured in the... Yeah, that, I think that was in the That's the, the one in the... 
Is it in the book? No, it's not in the book. No, no. Um, it was in. What was the? Wasn't there a Thunderdome in the exhibition? Yeah, there's been plenty of Thunderdome photos because I've been I've worked for them for so long because I worked with Adi and T, so I was still in, kind of mostly in the hardcore scenes the first couple of years. So the the, the the choice the choice of the ones that you put up yeah in the exhibition are all featured in. Not all of them, no. The, we did a lot of new stuff. Right. So we did the most important stuff from the book. But the thing is, after, you know, the book came out in uh, in uh, 2017. So I've, I've, no, 16, I think. So I've seen the book Jesus, too much. that already. You sold 7,000 copies, though. Oh, that's it's crazy. Fine. For well, a photo book, that's uh, unreal. Hopefully we can sell a few more. Yeah. <laughs> Bye now. Um, so we want to do a lot of new stuff. Because I've these photos, um, I've been working with these photos for six, seven years now, and um, I'm, 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 as I'm not crea- over as them, a creative, you w- yeah, yeah, and also wanted to offer some something new to the people, you know, yeah. so just giving them excuse to to go there. So we used, uh, I think, fifty percent of the material was new, was not in the book, something like that, mm. and uh, it worked out really, really well. It was so beautiful. It's a shame that it was really hard to explain to people what it was. I think if people understood what it was, it'd be just people would just line up for it. It's just... Will you do it again, you think? You're going to try and maybe again... It. Yeah, we're working on some new projects. I can't uh, uh, say too much about it. Um, yeah, but we're working on something for uh, you October. You tell us, No, well, we definitely want to do the... Because the, 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 Samsung was really happy. They were the main sponsor. And they were very happy. So we want to do at least a pop-up uh, store during ADE this year. Right. And I think we'll be able to, to pull that off. Cause so and, cool. so, and, and so uh, selling your prints, I mean, in, yeah. in our entrance here... Yeah. You see, you know, you've seen them, I guess, a few over the years, yeah. you know, people transforming walls into yeah. into your photos. You know, how does that how does that feel? I mean, as a creative, that's yeah, like the that's ultimate, amazing. isn't it? Yeah, the problem is if, uh, that, that uh, technically I have to be a little bit careful with selling photos mm. because uh, I work for a client who yeah. basically owns the rights to, unless I uh, have different deals with. So what I usually do, I don't charge much for it. I just charge because uh, when people ask me, I'd love to have a print, I go through the photo again. I check it differently and just just ask them for the, the time. So I just charge them 30, 40 bucks because I, I do spend half an hour just adding the photo. But I don't... <clears throat> do you frame it as well? No, I, I give them the high-res <laughs> image and let them do it themselves because I'm, I'm just not into that. I know I can make a lot of money of it. Um, That's not your thing, though? No. It's very simple. But So if you pass on and I buy your rights, I can make postcards out of your... Uh, Depends uh, on the festival. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, uh, or if, uh, only for very generic images, but you and, and basically no, I can't do that. No, yeah. So yeah, but within sort of yeah, I, I can't expect. So if you're hired, if we use Tomorrowland as an example, yeah. you, you come in for Tomorrowland, you gave all your your photos off to them. There's some that that, that they haven't used. Yeah. You can you can use those in your archives. Yeah, then. yeah, yeah. So I put them online on my website, or I use them on Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Um, so yeah, but basically they're a little bit more relaxed nowadays. But some festivals ask for a year, so there's a, within that first year I can only use the photos they've used. Yeah. So that's kind of frustrating sometimes, um, but I, I in general I see that most festivals are getting a little bit more relaxed with that. Plus I do have quite a following on my own socials. So for them, it's usually not bad if I post something because it's also you know he was one of the first advertising. With a, he was one of the first with a blue tick, weren't you? On this I was very very early. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was. He was nice. telling me about that hustle about six seven yeah. years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, Facebook. I I got really early when I still had ten thousand followers, uh, but Facebook's not that important anymore. But I still 
Uh, Hear that, Zuckerberg? Sorry. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Instagram is still my favorite uh, thing to post. I think they're they're slowly going back to f- more photo oriented nowadays. Fortunately, that makes you very happy, doesn't it? Very happy, and a lot of people, I think. And um, yeah, TikTok's mixed bag. I don't really like it. I don't like the app that much, but it does help me a little bit. So I do it, you know, because my kids can brag. But other than that, it's just I. I am. We told it. We talked about this before. I am. A little bit tired of social media. It's important for me, and I love it. And I kind of like, you know, the only thing I really like is Instagram stories. It's, it's like 15, 20 seconds. You're very good with that, actually. You, you got right on, you know, the whole yeah. India. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to ask you about all of that. But yeah, so TikTok's not really a thing anymore. But the Instagram... It is huge, though. I mean, but I just, I just don't like it that much. I don't like the app either. You know, when you open the app, it just shoves things down your throat. And I don't <laughs> want to see, you know, you've got to go to your own timeline. I just, I just don't like it that much. Yeah, but it's whatever. it's kind of a, a necessary evil within yeah, within what what you do, really. Yeah. But your brand, I mean, you know, yeah. everybody knows you. Do, yeah. do, do you get mobbed now nowadays when people when people yeah, see I've you? Had some crazy stuff, yeah. especially India. India and Turkey were like crazy. In, but India is a different, yeah. it's a different love, isn't it? I mean, it's I a genuine, India. it's I, a genuine love there, yeah. isn't it? And it's kind of funny because if you, you have these these websites where you can check an Instagram if they have a lot of fake followers. I have a ton of followers in India, but real followers. Yeah. But always I get marked as like, oh no, he's got a lot of fake followers because I have a lot of people following me from India. I love India. I, I, I always when I go there, uh, there's so many nice people, but I, I, I did get mobbed there. Yeah. I think at one point I had like, when I, I was working with Hartwell a lot that, that period when he was on his top. At one point, I had like 100 people surrounding me taking selfies. and just, I just had to duck out and just yeah, get away yeah, yeah. from it. It was crazy. Fortunately, it's a lot better nowadays. Um, but it's, it's very... Um, you don't, I, don't, I try not to take it for granted that people come up to me and want to take a photo with me. It's I, beautiful. It's, it's beautiful, right? Yeah, it's, it's very special to me. And it's, it's very worthwhile. And I, I treasure that, even though it can be a nuisance. I'm taking a photo. Or, but, you know... Um, People take an interest in what you do and, and who you are. I think that's beautiful. Yeah, I always make a point of asking them their name. That's a good one, yeah. You know, if they say, yeah, you know, can I have a photo? Yeah, of course you can. What's your name? That's a good you one. Know, keep that in mind. Listen, nice. <laughs> you tell me, as soon as you tell me the name, yeah. I've forgotten it. The I only, do apologize. The, but the only problem I have is a lot of people contact me on Instagram and they say, oh, I want to take your photo and then forget the names and stuff like that. And, and yeah, because... Faces and stuff, always, but that's something. Just text me on that when you when you're on the festival or you see me around. You know that usually works. In, in the I'm very easy to spot because I'm you know tall, wide dude yeah. with two cameras. You've been doing sunburn as well. How long have you been uh, doing yeah, sunburn? For a long time, yeah. And this edition was so good. Oh my god, I had so much fun. I always wonder why they still fly. It's been a while. It's been also that's their first one back since it wasn't right. Yeah, I did one. Uh, I think Christmas. they had a smaller one the, the year before. I'm right. not sure. Yeah, but it was it was it was good being back there. Yeah, I loved it. Vagator is also gorgeous. Yeah, it's it? gorgeous. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's dusty, but it's beautiful. I think they still have to clean my cameras. Did they give you? Uh, how's your residence there? But the hotels there good for you? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, way better than before. Yeah, yeah. it was perfect. Because you're also I, a fan of Indian food as well, aren't you? I love Indian food. That's my favorite. Yeah, me also too. Got to be a little bit careful, but I've never had bad luck there. Yeah, for sure. So, no, I've got to say me. I get a crazy stomach, crazy Dutch stomach, travel too much, I guess. But that's Do you have problems with that? Yep. Health is I, good? I eat anything, yeah. yeah. I keep fit, yeah. And that's also the nut and drinking. I, was, I don't exercise, but I always try to walk like at least an hour, hour, half. Uh, I always really, really try to get my 10,000 steps at least every day. Um, it keeps me fit, keeps my head relaxed, you know. I, do, I don't know how it is for you, but I really need to unwind after a festival because my head is just... I can't sleep 
without reading a book. Even if it's only for five minutes. After I've worked the whole day, it doesn't matter how tired I am, I need to read for five minutes, ten minutes. Otherwise, my head just keeps going. Yeah. I need to unwind. And especially after a festival as well, I need that. But I'm very good at that, I figured. I found um, I, I don't work doing flights. So flights for me are downtime. Window seat only? Kind of getting away from that. Hey! <laughs> I need the aisle seat nowadays. How's the mileage, actually? I'm good. You're back yeah. up on uh, back up I'm on the all, numbers. I'm all good. I'm almost done with KLM, so uh, I think two more flights, and then we'll all done for the rest of my life. So I'm uh, I'm happy. I don't mind flying. I love flying. Flying for me, as I said, is downtime. Catch up with a bit of video. I don't watch TV normally during the week that much, unless it's a movie with the kids. There's nothing really to watch, anyways. Really, uh, occasionally there's something cool, and then I just binge watching on plane, and that just gets the flight over. It's great. I just or I just read a book, get some nice music. Just chill, just relax. People need to relax a little bit more, I think. A, a lot more, yeah, a lot more, especially yeah. the young ones, yeah, thinking they're on top of the world. Yeah. Um, all right, then, so, uh, I've got no idea what the time is, I don't really care. Um, I got stoned this morning, and I'm very, very happy that you've joined me. <laughs> so, some on the spot questions, all right, sweet, my dear friend. Um, now, actually, I wanted to get onto the image. So, in the exhibition, you said, I love that image with Tyson. Uh, yeah, in the city. Yeah, and oh, thanks, Tyson, and um, and also the one with Coxie. Yeah, the dark one. Yeah, that's my favorite. That is your favorite. I think that's my best photo. Yeah, yeah. because it's so. This is a photo. I Can anyone see that image or not? Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's in this. It's, it's in, in the book for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a very dark image, and you just see a fine line of light that surrounds his face. So it's basically. Sweat drip as well, isn't it? Yeah, he always sweats like amazing. Yeah. And so the rest of the image is dark, but anybody's in the music industry knows who that is. And I, I saw that happening, the light. And, you know, light can go, you, it's usually repetitive, but if you're, if you're at the end of the series, you know, you're bad luck. So fortunately, I wasn't, I was halfway in, so I managed to get that shot. And I just love it because I see it and I envision the shot and you get the shot. And it's it, such man. a powerful image because it's a very unique way of, of capturing an artist because there's basically nothing there's just this tiny bit of light it's an, it's a silhouette it's an outline an inverted silhouette and just getting it and just seeing it like that it was just uh, so yeah, I mean obviously I got a photo and I have a very famous photo that I took in 96, 97 with a beautiful light behind him so also uh, he's got that in his house I think um And then the Thais photo is a photo of Thais at Inner City, and he's just holding a fig, uh, record uh, on his finger like that. He used to do that a lot. But apparently I don't have that many photos of it, and there aren't that many photos of do him doing that. Um, and especially him being that... That's 2000, right? Mm, 2003-ish, I think. No, it's, no, it's got to be earlier it's a little bit that. earlier. Yeah. No, it's, it just is, no it's a digital image. No, it's got to be 2003. Three or four. Yeah. Yeah. It was Inner City. Yeah, 2004, I guess. I'm guessing so 2001. So it's probably the end of his record playing because I think everybody was switching to uh, to CDs back then, 2004, ish I think Maybe you right combined it. I think you're right, yeah. And it's, uh, I just love that image. Yeah, that is it's a just, bad boy image. So um, that will actually be a t that will be a timeless yeah image because yeah. one for the vinyl, yeah, two for who it is, yeah, and. And secondly, for the time that it was taken, yeah, and it is, and, and the image is an, is is an angle that you it's it's 
And, it's, and the smile on his yeah, face. Yeah, it's it's got yeah. everything, and there's beautiful light in there. So it's very it's a very powerful image. Yeah, I think it's one of my most recognizable images. But in all the years, and you know, obviously, but you know, present present day uh, artists, you know, because I know you're very close to Martin Garrix, for instance. Yeah. On the spot, who's your favorite artist to shoot? I would say... And then if you want, who would be... I the- could, I, okay, let me just... Uh, it's just I, <laughs> I love Cox, obviously, um, um, because he's, it's all, it's all, he is dark, and it's always dark, so it's a good challenge. And um, I'm lucky to know him quite well, so they give me a little bit more room than most photographers, so I can always get something unique that most other people have... It's a little bit more difficult for other people, so, and so having something unique is always nice. I love Timmy Trumpet. I love the person. I love his team. I love his antics. So there's a lot of it's a lot of fun. And shooting for Timmy Trump is very different because he kind of kind of wants you on stage most of he wants you in the booth most of the time. So basically, when I'm shooting for him, I can do maybe five to ten minutes in the crowd, and then he needs me in the booth. So that's cool because that puts you on the spot. That this is what you got to do, and this is where you get it. So and he's just a lot of fun. He's a fun. I just I love the guy. I've toured with him. Um, and he's married now as well, so it's going to be yeah. even cooler, I guess. Uh, and I love Annette. She's so nice. Yeah. Um, so, personally, I love Robert Hardwell because, especially his new music, is amazing. And he always gets the party going, so it's never dull. And even though I'm not the biggest... I would never listen to his music in the car. But when you listen it together with 25,000 people... I get goosebumps. I had serious goosebumps last year. I took a photo of it and I sent it to him. <laughs> I just, just, and it's, I was shooting him in an uh, And he also texted me, I could see you're having so much fun. Yes, I was having so much fun because the crowd goes and then get the energy. And for some reason, I always end up with kind of weird artistic photos for him. And yeah, Armin, I've toured with him so much. I love the guy. You know, there's so many artists that I, 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 I love working with. But I would say those four... Saunders took over your spot now. Yeah, there, I, I taught him how to take photos. Yeah, yeah. Kind of <laughs> my own shoot. <laughs> Biggest mistake. No, we don't ever. need him anymore. We yeah, we don't need him. him. So that, that's kind of a sh- that's kind of a pity because I love working with them both. You know, Sander is his tour manager. And I but I mean, him. you must have. He, he, but he's you, you so captured, good. You captured him. Yeah, I saw. Didn't yeah, I? Yeah, he, yeah, he posted yeah, a photo yeah, of you yeah, catching yeah. him. Yeah, and, that's what I do nowadays. Yeah, that's the yeah. only thing left for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he he's so talented at what he does. You know, the show design and the drone show stuff, and then being a tour manager is always on point. And then he takes photography. I'm be, trying to get Dan. I'm trying anything. to get. I'm trying to get Dan here as well. Oh, you should, man. He's so busy though. Yeah, but exactly. He's got some stories to tell, especially with the drone stuff he's doing nowadays. That's amazing. So, Sander, big shout out to you. Um, I hate you for taking my spot. But you're, doing a, you're doing an amazing job. Before you did use Bart a lot, and I love Bart as well. So, yeah. Uh, he's got, uh, but do you yeah. still see um, uh, Rukia Janser as well? Yeah. Big, yeah. big Rukia. Yeah. I don't see him as much, right. um, of course, because he's usually in the US, but I always see him at EDC Vegas, and then I run into him here and there. Because I work a lot. I've, I've got my own work visa for the US. I'm uh, officially, an, I have an artist visa. Yeah. I am now officially a person with, uh, what they say, extraordinary capabilities in the arts. Like for it. me, so there's a Netflix I, series. There's yeah. a Netflix series. <laughs> so I work a lot more in the US nowadays because I just can go in and out as much. I could actually live there. I think nowadays, if I wanted to, I don't want I to. Don't live there. No. I love being there. I just don't want to live there. Yeah. Um, same as Amsterdam. <laughs> but you live in Rotterdam, right? What's that? You live in Rotterdam. I live in Rotterdam. Yeah, yeah. I love Amsterdam. Just don't want to live there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I do run into him a lot, and uh, yeah, we are renamed buddies. So uh, and I've, I've known him for quite a while, and uh, yeah. 
it's amazing what he does. I deep respect for what he does. And same with Sander because they work get, get together a lot. And um, yeah, I'm I'm in awe. I, I, I love having people, love to see people having success, you know, it's yeah. great. And they work so crazy hard. I don't think I could work that hard. Mm. I would, it would affect my family life too much. But I just, uh, I have deep respect for people that, I work really hard, but I, 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 I'm you know, not a workaholic. Yeah, you know, when yeah, I work, yeah. I just, I, I, I give 100%. There's no, there's no medium setting for me. Yeah, if I'm super jet like that, that, it might be for a little bit. But as soon as the music picks up, there's no stopping. How do you deal with the, uh, I mean, because you must, you're quite well adapted now to, with, with traveling when you, you know, what's, what's the secret for you? When you, when you come into a country behind or before, how do you, how I, do you work I, I your, do, I do, how do you work I, your body I, clock? I've flown so much internationally, so I kind of know how jet legs work and I know how my body works. So I do know when to sleep and when not to sleep. I try to get night flights, especially going back and I take very light sleeping pills when necessary. So I, I figured that using a light sleeping pill for three nights in a row makes me sleep very well and that makes me function during the day more and I get into my, my, my sending well. But after that, I don't use them. I'm very strict. It's a three-day period that I use them and then it's, um, then it's on my own terms. So I'm very healthy. I eat very healthy. I, as I say, I, I, t- I, I, like, I like to walk every day. I, don't ha- I hate running, but, you know, we're podcast buddies. So we used to li- I, you know, I always love to listen to podcasts. And 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 broaden my mind a little bit and learn learn a bit. I love science podcasts. Um, so for me, going out every day for an hour, hour and a half is also a good way to cope with the madness during the weekends. Shake off the cobwebs, as they say. Yeah. Um, I don't know how uh, how you would answer this. To be fair, but what's your best ever gig to date? Oh, I think I know that. My first ultra. Because that was my first international gig. Like my, I've been to Germany, and uh, but this is like first time. So what happened is that um, the guy uh, Richard, who designs the stages, Richard, I owe you my life. You know, that. Uh, he's a Dutchy, right? As well, he's uh, yeah, he's a Dutch. Uh, what's his Kurs- he's from Curacao. What's, what's his name? Second Richard name? Uh, Milstein. Yeah, yeah, and um, he figured out who took all the photos for IDNT. He managed to find that out. So. I get this email. Are you going to be in Miami? That's literally what it said. Some weird email address at Ultra Music Festival. I like, what? This is crazy, but I checked the web address, so it seemed legit. But it's kind of, you know, it wasn't really practical for me with the holidays, with the kids and everything. So I said, no, I'm not going to, and I haven't planned it, but let's keep in touch for next year, see what happens. And then um, immediately got a reply, will you please reconsider? I said, okay, they're serious. So, so, this is 2012, like EDM is booming in the US, but they don't have good photographers. So um, we work it out, but I was also working for National Geographic at that time. We were doing a big piece on the dance music industry. And then, uh, so in my rights, I wanted to have the rights to be able to use the photos in the magazine. So right. I kind of, so, so not only was I a very big, famous Dutch photographer for the, to them, I was a National Geographic, so they were they were blown minds in the U.S. over there in their office. So I'm basically brought in like a messiah. So this guy is going to do everything we need to do. Work miracles, yeah. <laughs> you know the 10,000-hour rule? Like you got to do something for 10,000 hours, and then you really master it. For me, I kind of did the calculation a little bit roughly, and it was kind of that 10,000-hour period for me. So I got thrown into Miami. Spring break, as I said, people are going nuts. It's 
the, the explosion of dance music starts to happen in, and you got the candy, you know, that crazy American. They're super into it. Was it? It was a. It was separate to the music week, though. Then. Yeah, it's always it? been separate. Yeah. yeah, they're connected, but they're separate. Yeah. So I get thrown in that 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 cocktail of madness in the U.S. and I I just my hat just went berserk. I just that that shoot. I was in a in a, in because it was also started on Thursday, doing above and beyond who I love, and then um, so I was in a in the zone for four days straight. I was just. Everybody was just excited for having me there. I was excited being there in such a new setting that I've, I, I love a new setting because I'm very good at um, finding the right ways to do something with a new setting. And then I finished after four days and I was just like, oh my God, what just happened? So I put up a photo series of 101 photos of my experience in Ultra Music Festival, everything with my name, and they always tag my name there. And that thing went viral, like completely viral. And that cemented my name. But that weekend was, I'd never seen anything like it. Because, mm. I mean, you know Holland, everybody's just kind of oh, relaxed, you know, it's like a big, you know, nobody sh shows off a bit. And the Americans are complete opposite. It's just one big pile of people showing off. And there's so much excitement. And this excitement that dance music, music is finally breaking through in the US, you know, the big US, finally. Now we are used to it. But it was unique. David Guetta did that, kind of. And that, I, I, that, that was definitely my best, best weekend in my life. Mm. Um, I've had many great weekends, but that one stands out for me. That, yeah. Because that weekend changed my life. Wicked. Um, yeah, well, you know, it's kind of, kind of the same one to the first one. But who's your favorite DJ? All right. <coughs> uh, DJ Snake. Again, will not listen DJ to DJ Snake, yeah? Yeah, will not listen to it in, in the car. Mm. But... There is a personality. You know, people have stage presence. Thijs has stage presence. Some people just have it. You know, they come on stage and this buzz happens. And not everybody has that, but he's got this. There's not just an artist coming. There's just this personality comes on stage and everybody's getting... You know that backstage. You know that feeling. And the way he does his sets, it's, it's crazy. I don't like the music at all. But, dude, it's so powerful. There's somebody who's larger than life, and he does his breakdowns. Nobody does breakdowns. He does breakdowns. And the way he interacts with people, especially on a good day, there's nobody like that. And the music, that's not even the music that I like. Now, so how's that? No, I think he's, he's by far the best performer out there. Okay. But it's, it's, not, it's not just the music or the person, it's the whole combination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so then, so that's... that's yeah. The, but who would you listen to in the car? Uh, no, Eric Pritz, of course. Okay. Above and beyond. I just like the more progressive techno, trancey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, uh, old classic uh, Armin, Ferry, Tejesto. Um, but yeah, a lot, of, a lot of melodic techno. I don't like the, 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 the Charlotte de Witt, it's a little too steampunk. How do you like the Tale of Us? Uh, Tale of Us. Yeah, that's a good example. Yeah, yeah I'd love that. Yeah. yeah, that's almost trancey. So, uh, yeah. So, what's it like to see all these artists coming to, to, to your. Because nice. you're kind of. You're kind of you know, to, I know you're used in lots of roles and sometimes given a freestyle role, but you you kind you're kind of mostly found on the main stage. Yeah, it's fair to I say. Kind of nowadays, yeah. Used didn't used to be, but because I I know all the artists so well, yeah, it makes most festivals just shove me onto the main stage because I know all the artists, I know all the tour managers, so basically they leave me alone, they don't kick me off. Yeah. So and I get usually a little bit better photos because there's. 
there is a, a bond of trust between me and the artist and the people surrounding the artist. Um, yeah, I, I, I worked for Eric Pritz. Um, uh, I've been a massive fan of him for, for, for over a decade. I worked for him during uh, ID. And then they asked me again to do a dedicated, because uh, I was working for Ultra, but they uh, they had me agree with Ultra that I was going to do dedicated to their photos for them. Uh, that's kind of special. Cool. For me, having such an artist that's been important to my life, to my musical life, yeah, that's that's amazing. Um, but uh, having seen, spoken, and worked with so many artists, they're just people. Mm. They're just human. Like, most, you know and most, and most of them. Most of them. Most yeah, of them are very, 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 yeah. very yeah, nice. there's some people that are... Yeah, so actually going back to that first oh, yeah. on-the-spot question, so if, uh, <laughs> I shouldn't ask it, but what artist would you shoot? Literally. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> no comment. Um, so favourite food was, you, are you a curry man, right? I love any Indian food. That's, that's, I could be a vegetarian in India within a second, no problem there. Love it. Though I do love my butter chicken. Mm. Oh, yeah, I do love yeah. butter chicken. But uh, yeah, that's, that's the country that would be the easiest country to be vegetarian. Yeah. I love the food there. It's so funny because we, we were there with the team and we're going to have dinner afterwards. And they're like, are you okay with it being vegetarian? Said, Dude, of course I am. You know, I try to eat vegetarian a lot more nowadays, you know, with the family that do at least three, four days vegetarian during the week. Mm. Yeah. Are you cooking at home? Uh, uh, not cooking at home, but are you, are you growing at home as well? You grow, you grow your own at home as well? Food? Vegetables? No. No. no uh, vegetables? My garden's too small. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, you used to do tomatoes though. They work really well. Uh, double barreled question yeah. your favorite holiday place mm. and favorite place to take the, the family i think both the u.s strangely enough because it is but the u.s is so big so it's kind of unfair it's basically saying europe you know because there's so much beautiful nature and it's an easy to travel country um i love asia i'm in love with there so hopefully next year we get the kids to taiwan when it's still possible and then because uh, it's a small island nice to do in two weeks uh, spend those iron miles, you know, finally. <laughs> <laughs> um, in Europe, I would say Croatia. We've been there a lot of times with kids. I love the food. I love this, the, the, the water. I love scuba diving there. I love the people. Such a nice place. Not too far away. You could drive it or fly. How long does it drive to? I think a um, day and a half, max. You could do it in one day, but it's a little bit, fur, a little bit far. You do it with a nice stop. Yeah. I would say 16, 17 hours, something like that. Okay. Maybe yeah. a little bit. About the same to Barcelona, more uh, or less. I'd say it's a little bit further. Okay. So maybe 17, 18. Okay. Um, what's your favorite thing to do when you're not working? I love cooking. That's remnant. I always used to cook, but since Corona, because I had nothing to do, it's like 4 p.m., let's start with the dinner. I just start everything from scratch, take all my time, spend two hours making dinner. Uh, so I love cooking. Um, I love reading a lot. I am, right. uh, but I do find you probably have the same thing. This period of your life when you're busy with work and your kids, you don't have that much time to do the stuff that you want. You're busy with life right now until the kids are out of the house, I guess. So uh, if they ever leave the house, if they ever leave, yeah, especially nowadays. But they're welcome to stay, right? I'd love that, man, yeah. for sure. No, yeah. I don't wouldn't mind at all. Yeah. It's a bit of company is fun. <laughs> yeah, no, so yeah. Um, so no real hobbies right now, I would say. I used to love aquariums, you know that? It's kind of weird, right? Aquarium hobby, loves getting fish, breeding fish and stuff like that. Oh, really? Yeah, the wife doesn't want it. So yeah, it's a, yeah, because it's a pain in the ass and plus, you, you know, once if it breaks, stuff like that, she's worried about and that. And the cleaning. So we, 
yeah. So cleaning. we've got a cat now. We've got a rescue cat since three weeks. It's amazing. Much, much easier. Yeah. Yeah. What's the cat's name? Uh, Kevin. We had a gerbil that was named Noodles. And okay. then my daughter's really good at names and we called him yeah. Kevin. Yeah. And then, uh, but he was super scared. He came from a really, oh. really bad place between two and three years old, like mm. really bad. There was people who were put out, uh, taken out of their house. They, they didn't see the cat. The cat was stuck on the balcony for that and they didn't take care. They probably hit the cat, I think. Mm. But we got him for three weeks now. He spent the first week under the, under the couch. Oh, bless. And uh, I think given Does another he attack? week. No, he's the sweetest cat, okay. just super scared. And he's yeah. a little bit confidence, oh. and I think within a week he'll be on our lap. Oh, so nice. he's doing really, really well. Oh, nice. that. We, we wanted to have a new cat. We have had cats for a long time, then we didn't have a cat for three years. And then, uh, but it had to be a rescue. Okay. But they were a little bit worried because this cat had such a bad um, background. And we have kids, but my kids are very good with the cats. Yeah, very, nice. very, you know, so uh, they did, um, the asylum called them, and uh, they said, yeah, I still want to give it, let's give it a try. And it's working beautifully. Magic. It's kind of nice that you have to put an effort in the cat for you to get accustomed to you. So it's a good, good teaching for the kids. Well, I got things I've, are not immediate. You know, you got to put an effort in. There. I've got a dog and three cats now. Oh God! He's, yeah. He's well, well our, our cookie, she ended up, you know, having one of those uh, strayful nights that young ladies, uh, the young ladies have. And then it turns out she she was pregnant, and we had two two cats. And the the idea was we was going to give them away, but it's yeah. a boy and a girl. And of course, my wife Esther won't. She can't have it personally. She'd love to have a farm. To be fair, <laughs> do you know what I mean? She'd yeah. love to have all of that. So, uh, so keep the free cat. And yeah, it's, it, nice, it, it's a special energy in the house. You just keep clean. That's the only thing. You but just nice. yeah, just as long as you keep feeding them. Yeah, you know, and and you know they'll let you know if they need cuddles as well, which is nice. Yeah. Um, so you're going to be an old soppy soon enough. Um, uh, where's a place that you haven't visited yet that you really want to? All right, travel-wise, I'd love to go to Antarctica, but I think it's environmentally not sustainable, so I shouldn't do it. So even if I do get the opportunity, I'm not sure if I would. Um, Burning Man would have been one of those places, but it's the worst time of the year for me to visit there, so um, that's a no-go. I would love to go back to South America again, Chile, Peru, so much fun. People are so crazy up there. I miss that place. So hopefully later this year, maybe next year. A place that I haven't visited. Um, dude, I've visited a lot of places. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. You've been to Jamaica? No. That kind of doesn't appeal me for, for some reason. Even though but I've seen a lot well, of I'm just Caribbean. saying that as, as an example. Yeah, that's very few islands. Jamaica, you need to see. a lot of Caribbean islands. Jamaica, you need to see. Yeah. Amazing. Hey, it's a bit rough for travel, though. It's not easy. I don't know. I don't, know. don't believe. Don't believe everything yeah, you. Maybe you're right. Don't believe everything you hear. <laughs> I would say uh, the southern part of South America, so the southern part of Argentina. I think I'd love to go visit the Falkland Island. Islands, mate. You can have a nice fry up. <laughs> no, but Patagonia. I would. I would. I've seen photos of that place. I think, uh, and then maybe the nord- northernmost part of Norway. I know, let me just keep it at and Iceland. I'm going there with a very famous. Um, um, uh, Albert Ross is uh, one of the best landscape photographers in Holland he's got like 600,000 followers on Instagram and uh, we're going to do it this year go for three days to Iceland it's going to show me around just I'm um, nowadays landscape photography is I'm guessing so you won't, advanced I'm guessing you won't leave your cameras at home then <laughs> no, it's going to be a photo trip it's going to be nurture yeah, 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 yeah. so uh, yeah that's in the planning I've never been there for some reason and I've done a lot of travel photography I've been a travel journalist for 15-20 um, years 
I still do it occasionally, but I just don't have the time. I, I'm always travel travel enough already. So, so Northern Lights is like it's on that. I've seen Northern Lights quite a few times. So okay, I've been oh, very right, lucky. Right, I've right. seen it uh, twice. I've seen it in an airplane. Okay, uh, on my way to Japan in the winter time, flying f- for a snowboard trip, and then I've had it during the flight. It's the most insane thing I've ever seen. Mm. Never managed to get a good photo of it though. Mm. Shame on you. Yeah, Shame on you. Boo. Yeah, sorry. Boo. Sorry. Um, what, are you, what are you listening to in the car right now? A podcast, usually. Because uh, that, that I am very bored driving very quickly. Podcasts give me life. So I, uh, Skeptic's Guide to the Universe is my favorite science podcast. And they have an amazing story about the AI uh, thing. The Google guy, they had an interview with him. You know, the Google guy said it was sentient. And it's amazing discussion that just kind of went by because it was just too difficult but it was it was very interesting very scary and comforting at the same time very conflicted about that whole uh, i think it's going to change our lives dramatically mate go and watch terminator again yeah please yeah. everybody go and watch it's terminator again it's a documentary it's no the a matrix movie. is a documentary <laughs> the matrix is a documentary <laughs> but it was very yeah very interesting um i'm very curious to see it's, it's affecting uh, some types of photography you know the stock photography that you know advertising agencies use like Certain random images or very basic images, that's all digital nowadays. I think that's that that's a stock photography is gone. So fortunately, I mean a piece of photography that is it captures a moment, so it's still um, so interesting to hire people for that. But yeah, it's it's going to be dramatic. I think also very interesting. It's going to be um, <clears throat> it's going to be interesting to see. Let's talk about that in ten years. Well, if we're still here, yeah. If we're still here, well, actually, that's, uh, that leads on right onto the next one. How do you see the future? I, I don't see it. That's kind of funny. Okay. Um, the the thing is that I've tried to um, multiple times. I've tried to see what I'm going to do in the next ten years. I've always been blatantly hundred percent wrong. <laughs> I s- that's why, that's why you don't ask uh, investment advice from me because I'm often wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Crypto, crypto, crypto. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm way too conservative. So it's, it's always good. I don't fall into, I don't fall into the trap. So it's good. I never lose money because I never invest. <laughs> um, here, here. I, for me, what's important, as long as my work gives me more energy than it costs me, I'm still doing good. So that is kind of, there are some festivals that kind of cost me more energy. Then they deliver it to me. So maybe I should do something else. That's why I'm just trying slowly, trying to see if I can do some something different to tour with an artist. So as long as that's the case, I can do this work. I just love it. I still love my job. It's very, and that's what COVID taught me. Because I had beautiful. My 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 father-in-law is fantastic. He's like always like um, he always goes against you, but on a purpose. You know, he's always trying to figure you out. You know, he's just teasing you. Yeah, but you're too old for that. Now you should look for a proper job. Not because he thinks so, but he wants to. He wants he wants you to argue why you're still doing what you do, which is great. You don't have that many people in your life, you know. Say the complete opposite, just to test you, see if you're really into it. And what COVID taught me is, I'm not done yet. I still have too much to do. Yeah. Um, but you should listen to other people when they are the opposite to you. What's that? <laughs> You should listen to more people who are the opposite to yeah, you. Yeah, of course. Hello. No, I, I <laughs> no, but I love listening to you. I might not agree with you. But no, but I, that's, love I mean, to you know, let, you know, let's be fair because we, you know, we, could, we, me and you could talk for days. Um, but you, you still don't believe you've been lied to? No. Okay. No, I think we did a lot of things wrong. I did. We did things, a lot of things right. I think it is. We got away 
very easily with COVID. I think it could have been way worse. And um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think COVID wasn't that deadly. Um, it killed a lot of people, but it, um, as a virus goes, it could have gone wrong. And that's an other discussion, but yeah. we should be aware right. we've, of that. We've, we've avoided, that. We've yeah, avoided that. No, but I think we should be very aware. Um, did we do stuff that we shouldn't, shouldn't have done? Yes, in both regards to policies and both in regards to not following policies. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but, we, but in hindsight, it's always easy. No. Uh, you were different. Yeah, but I disagree yeah, yeah, yeah. with a lot of things you said. But yeah. I've always been I will still be proved right now. You watch. Um, but in, in saying yeah. that, okay, you've been given the keys to the universe. Oh. Right? And What's it's, it do? It's, What's it's, it it's, it's that time to say, right, here's your chance. How do you make that place a better place? Let's listen to each other a little bit. Just not be convinced of our rights, uh, being right, and just have a little bit more respect. And it's and and that goes on both sides. It, it just uh, I was following a discussion be, about wokeness and being you know, <laughs> left and right are too extreme. Let's just relax a little bit. Life, you only live life once, and just make something of it. You know, and 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 going around shouting and being angry at everybody, that's not the way to go in life. Just. Even if you disagree with somebody, then disagree. You're not, people have political, you're not married to your political ideas. You no, can, you're you, not you married can, to your ideas, let's be fair. Exactly. So let's, let's, let's take, sometimes take a step back. That's fine. We'll be fine. There you the go. kids will be all right too. The kids will always be all right. The kids will always be all right. <laughs> Especially if they have parents like me and you, mate. Exactly. Um, Rutger Healing, my man. Thank you. Pleasure. Very much. Thank you for having me. I really look forward to this one, and yeah. it's uh, been a good one. Like I, I said it was one. nice to get you in before the the, the, the double Madness, figures. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, don't forget uh, the book is always available. Have yeah, marygowild.com. Marygowild.com and or ourhouse.com. Both of them. They still have it. And of course, uh, rutger.com. You've got yeah. All your archives are on the Flickr now. Yeah. No, it's still on rutger.com. You can okay. follow it. Yeah. yeah. So, and uh, big shout to. Uh, Mad for the fam. Don't forget the discount code. Uh, the discount code is in the description. And as always, please listen, like, share, and of course, subscribe if you do those kind of things. This is the Production House Podcast. See you, bye. Cheers.